This is Zagrave, Roger French, and you're listening to Gaming and BS, episode 370, being recorded December 13th, 2021. Welcome to Gaming and BS Tabletop RPG Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back. Glad everybody's here. That was a good intro, man. Short, punchy, good yeah. stuff. I like it. Clear. Yeah, Roger does the, does the job. Comes in. Absolutely does yeah. the job. Very well done. Yeah, if you're interested so, in, in doing, a, mm-hmm. doing an episode, I think there's a pretty big gap coming up. I don't know. It's, oh. uh, so you head over to GamingNBS.com forward slash intro sign up and record you know 30 seconds and uh, i'll put it in a place where we can download it please if nothing else if you don't do that you gotta listen to sean intro another year's worth of episodes so hey that's true let's let's just stop the madness now (laughs) christmas will be here and new year's and then wham bsrcon so sean where do we go to find out more about bsrcon yeah get your events in if you're interested in running Go to GamingNBS.com forward slash B-S-E-R-C-O-N. It'll take you to the con website where you can submit an event. And then we're going to have them open for about a week so people can look at it and and drool. And then on the 10th, we're going to open event registration, event sign up. And then that's it. Then we play on the 28th, 29th, and 30th. Nice. We've had a few submissions uh, come through within the last couple of days. And if you are a game master that is on the fence or maybe haven't run a ton, you know, maybe you haven't game mastered yet, or you've only done one or two sessions and you're not really confident, you know, with being a game master yet, this would be the online con. If you can do it online, feel comfortable doing it online, this would be the con to do it because the BSers are, aren't going to steer you wrong. They're not going to. They're not going to ruffle any feathers and challenge no, you in a. This is going to be good people trying to have a good time and help and help you have fun. Yes. So don't be what afraid web, to what, submit an event. What was that website again? Give me bs dot com forward slash bs er con. All one word. Oh my god, Brett! Second, it still works. Very good. Um, random encounter. Do we have anything today? We have no, sure? I don't know. I didn't put any in there. Well, there was no emails. There was no calls. Let's just go right to the topic. Yeah. Let's just jump right in. Yeah. Let's of go. Course. Get yeah. it done. What are we talking about this week, Brett? Well, Sean, this kind of accidentally, um, kind of falls in line with the shitty day you're having. What happens when our dice turn on us? When you've got a bad day at work and you sit down and you're like, let's roll some, let's roll some D20s. Very easy, man. Like Melt them into a puddle of plastic. <laughs> if you're anything like Sean or I. And go out the, and put them yeah. out into the environment. <laughs> throw them into plastic the- uh, Plastic everywhere. Plastic <laughs> everywhere. Nice. So if this is your first episode of Gaming in BS, we're not climate deniers or environmental <laughs> <laughs> waste, wasteoids, but- you just on a bad we're just, day. <laughs> we're just crabby today. So the fact of the matter is, both Sean and Brett have terrible luck with dice. Um, I have run D20 games for Sean. I've run um, 
a D6-based game, Gumshoe. And Sean still can't roll dice with a single D6. Hard to do. Um, my players uh, know oh, I roll my AD&D dice in the open. Um, I need to make a saving throw. I better roll over an eight. Click three. Are you kidding me? You know, it, that shit happens to me all the time. My dice are terrible. So it's not just die. There's any, you pick your randomizer of choice. Anytime there's randomness in a game system, there's the chance that you're going to have a bad night. John Wick has talked about this, where he hates certain levels of randomization in game systems simply because you can look at a bell curve. You can look at the math. You could say, this is how often this should work. And if you roll 2d6, this is the mean, the median, the blah, 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 blah. He's like, that has nothing to do with how certain people tend to roll. Right. And we've all seen that person who's always on a roll. And you swear to God, they've got to be cheating. You pick yeah, up the dice. That's, why, you they're, them from that's why they're so good. They're cheating. Probably are. Probably yeah. are. Let's string them Fucking up. Players. Um, but there's also plenty of people like Sean. Um, when I run a game and Sean's playing, he's going to roll for shit. Just a fact. That guy put a D20 in Sean's hand. Might as well just give him a D4. If I were to game tonight, I, 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 I would be bad news. You'd be bad news. I would be so pissed because my dice would inevitably follow the pattern of the day. So when we show up to game night, we want to have a good time, right? We want to have fun. We're yeah. with our friends. Fun. We want to, we have a good time. Zippity-doo-dah um, out of our assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is very player-facing, quite frankly. I'm not talking to... I'm not talking from a game master perspective. You're like, oh, you can always fudge the dice. You could do this. No, no, no. Take that. Take that. Put game master mentality aside for a second. Just think about it as a, from a player. One of the things that I have found is that if I or anyone in my group, I'm watching them and my partners where we're playing and Zave's having a bad day or whatever it is, he's staring at his character sheet looking for the answer. Like, oh my God, I can't. Everything I'm doing is failing. All my skill checks fail. I'm trying to attack. I can't roll high enough. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have personally learned that what I start to do is I do not look to my character sheet to solve all my problems. Because the skills and all the dice rolls basically live on that damn thing. And the character sheet has a tendency for Brett anyway. It's from some gamers I've seen. Um to kind of make us want to use that randomizer, right? You're trying to figure out how many pluses you can bring out of that little character sheet and get yourself a chance to roll finally above an eight or above a two or whatever, whatever you're doing. One of the things I have realized is that this is where, quite frankly, I think I started taking better notes. What is my character learning? Taking better notes, understanding the world, the, NPCs, all the different stuff we're finding, all the clues and so forth, because I want to, if my dice have failed me, my notes won't, right? Insofar as like, hey, I think, you know, Tomlinson, the butcher, may have some of the information we want, because I've got a note here that said he offered to talk to us privately. We just never took him up on it. Huh. I wonder if we should go bug him, Right. And then I can look at someone and go, look, I'm not talking to him. I'm just saying, here's a good idea. Because my dice are ice cold. You know, Eileen's are hot. You get in there and ha you're, you go have the conversation. You got the better crisp. You got the better pluses. Go do that. Go do that. Um, so for me, I, I, try, I start to stay away from my character sheet. And the other reason I say that is because there's a lot of rules in many different systems. Um, 
at least the ones that, that I'm playing and so forth, that have health mechanics or other ways that you can provide assistance. Um, my character sheet normally does not, if there's a flanking bonus, doesn't say, hey, <clears throat> excuse me, here's all the different combat maneuvers. And these maneuvers are helping maneuvers, like providing flank bonuses. I played many a Pathfinder game where I watched, <clears throat> excuse me, I've run many a Pathfinder game, I should say, where I watched one of my players having a shitty day with their dice decide I'm the flank guy. I can't hit shit. Doesn't matter. But I will go around from combat to combat and provide flank bonuses for as many of my followers or friends as I can. Right. That, or the help mechanic when you're trying to do something. Um, and you're like, look, my dice suck. But, you know, so-and-so playing the dwarf or this person trying to, you know, break this computer hack, whatever it is, can I, can I help them? Yes, you'll give them a you'll give them an advantage on their die roll. You give them a plus two. Fine, I did my part. I don't have to roll dice because my dice suck tonight, but I'm still helping move the adventure along by doing that. And um, I really think, apart from like th those types of things, I really started leaning into taking better character notes, giving people advice, ideas like what they could do. Like, hey, I've got an idea. Your character. We talked to so-and-so and so-and-so in the Call of Cthulhu game. Why don't you go over here? You check that out. I'm going to go down here, um, you know, trying to coordinate and organize because, again, I have, I have all these cool notes about what's going on, what I've learned, and what we as a group have learned. And sometimes that's just as helpful or more so than rolling yet another library use roll. Don't need to roll library use roll because I know for a fact that the book we're talking about in this Cthulhu game is either at the Redmond estate, you know, Lady Abelina's place or this, this or this. You know, I, I have these in my notes. I can lay that out there, remind people and then push the game forward. So those are just a few things off the top of my head, Sean, that I have done when I'm playing and my dice start to hate me. I'm like, ah, they're cold. Finding my help mechanics, finding my way to pass bonuses to people. And then um, kind of that role-playing aspect of where my character remembers by going through notes and then providing the intel to others. Is there anything that you – do you like that or anything that you've done to kind of add in there? What do you think? It's nothing I've done, but I think what if, if it happened to me again, I just probably would try to do things that didn't involve dice. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Yep. So – if it requires if it requires a die roll, which is probably going to be like the game master bringing something up, but if <laughs> and I guess I, I'd hate to turtle up because that's one way to do it. You know, the other if you're playing a game like Savage Worlds, or if you've got bennies of any kind, any kind of other chips and tokens of the, that type of um, economy, the other thing I have done is like I try to give inspiration to people or pass a benny over, right? I played um, fantasy games with hero points where I'm like, can I give him my hero point? Well, you could use it for yourself. Have you seen my fucking dice? I, I, this is a plus four. That's all this is. I can't roll above a three. I give it to the fighter. Right. Hmm. So that's another thing I've done. Again, I'm not using dice, but I'm passing benefit out to other people by taking. Um, if nothing else, the other thing that that does for me is even if I'm burning those bennies, in a Savage Worlds game perspective from what we've what I've learned from talking to like Ron Blessing and, and you and other folks is that that keeps that economy flowing. And in Fate, when I played Fate Accelerated, you know, burning through Fate points and moving things and doing stuff, even if you're failing, you keep the action moving. 
through spending points and burning through stuff, you keep things happen. Yeah. I, I think, so if I were playing a game like Genesis, mm-hmm. fantasy flight game, Star Wars, the narrative dice system, dice pools, uh, like Year Zero Engine, like Forbidden Lands, some of those games wouldn't bother me if I had crappy dice rolls. Because the, narr- the narrative aspects of it? Because of the narrative aspects of it, because you can, people would say, dude, failure sometimes is a fun part of the game. But it, I think it depends on the game that you're playing. I, Absolutely does. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you look at the, the fail forward concept, right, like you're talking about, um, let's take um, Power of the Apocalypse, games, you know, yeah. you win, but or you fail, however. Yeah, you're, you're dead right. Some of those, it does depend on the game and how the game is being run. Yeah, those don't, like, I could play Star Wars and fail all day and not really have, not even would, feel it. Would not a big, big, uh, big deal. Plus, you can fail in those games and have advantage. Correct. Right? That's part of the show. And I think with some games, like, if I, you know, played Pathfinder, D&D 5e, you know, your traditional fantasy game that's a pass fail that's it you roll pass fail now i understand that you can narrate like the, the outcome or whatever mm-hmm. but it is pass fail there it, it, people people will say that it's not you know you can implement these degrees of failure if you fail by five or more and sh- stuff like that but let's face it you roll the dice you don't hit the target number it's a fail boom bam done move on Yep, you can um, you get in multiple fail states. There's different tweaks and things you can do, but as written, that's the base yeah. concept. Yeah. So with the other games, why, it that... doesn't bother me as much. But if yeah, five E specifically is going south, it just could make for a miserable experience. And one thing that even Blake kind of mentioned in in the chat quick was like when he was playing Vampire of the Masquerade, he says you know his his Nosferatu thug failed like five rolls in a row when trying to feed. And then the person got away, and then the other PCs treated him like a, a joker loser, like his, I'm guessing his character specifically. So then yeah. you, it, what happens is everybody thinks it's funny and it's a joke, which probably can be. But then but it's it can like, also be incredibly frustrating. You can feel like you're getting picked on. Well, that yeah, and can, now you're it like, it's now now it's your character can't do anything right and is you and it's weird because you're like. Hey, I'm playing, you know, kind of playing a serious game. Maybe you're playing Delta Green, you know, like, hey, Delta Green, man, serious, cool, you know, or Call Cthulhu, man, getting into this, D&D, whatever. And then all of a sudden, five in a row, you're like, you know, you're like kind of a bumbling idiot character when you're supposed to be like, kick-ass Van Helsing. Yeah, Yeah. man, kick-ass. And then you show up and you're like, you're like Benny Hill. <laughs> you know, it's black agents. You're supposed to be, you know, Jason Bourne, often vampires, and you're like, wow, I can't tie my fucking shoes apparently because I, 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 no matter what I do, I'm failing. I'm falling right. over myself. Yeah. So the I think it's it's a tough. It does. It, you know, Brett, Brett's talking about. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm pointing out the scenarios. Brett's trying to come up mm-hmm. with the solutions and the alternatives, and I just think that. um yeah, I, I don't know. I sometimes wonder if just walking away from the damn table is the way to go. <laughs> like, I just. The other thing I found is that there is, huh, there's such a thing as like, if you're having a shitty day, 
right? Let's say we, it, tonight was D and D night for yeah. Sean and Brett. Oh, God. Here we go. And yeah. I said, "Hey, Sean, you want to play tonight?" And he'd be like, "Man, I had a fucked up day." Blah blah blah. Eyes game master would say to Sean, "You, you want to cancel tonight?" No, dude, no, dude. Look, you've had a <laughs> fucked up day. If you're not going to come and have fun, if you'd rather just sit home, watch some Netflix, have a beer, and not deal with this shit, I don't care. You know, sometimes that that's not a bad idea. But I think the um, one of the pieces. This is where some people say play better games or play a game uh, a game that's more <laughs> suited to you or whatever, and that's fine and that's cute and that's all well and good. But I think even. There are things that I, I've done as players. I've seen my, my players do to me is they'll say things like in my AD&D game, there's, um, it's very open for interpretation because first edition and there's not a lot of hard and fast on certain aspects of role-playing or handing out bonuses or whatever. And even in 5e, you could somebody could say, look, I'm going to fail this combat role. I, I'm purposely going to like open myself up. My, my fighter can't hit, right? So I'm going to engage with this bad guy. And I know I can't hit. My dice are ice cold. All I want to do is give advantage to the next person who attacks. Right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, it's the, the wizard was going to cast a spell and blah, maybe they don't or maybe they do or whatever. Or sometimes it's because this happens in my AD&D game. So I'm be like, look, I don't give a fuck. If I hit him or not, I'm just trying to set up the thief for the backstab. That's all I want to do. Zave thief may miss the backstab roll. Don't care. I just think it's the best opportunity we have to take this fucker down now. Can I give him a bonus on that if I fail this combat roll? Like if I purposely kind of throw myself in the way, you know, do something distracting. And I'm like, you know what? Done. I get a free shot at you, but Dave gets a plus two or a plus four or something like that. So I've done that type of thing. And I think in in certain games, and this is, I think you can do that easier than in others. And depending, that's where I got to, Sean, where I said, depending how it's being run. Because if I'm running 5e and we're playing and doing whatever and you're having a shit night, you say, look, um, yeah, we use the flanking rolls, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to do, like, I'm going to just, like, take my two-handed sword and just throw it at the fucker. Like, I don't even want to, I don't even try to hurt him. I'm just like, just trying to absolutely distract him so that the next person gets a bonus or something, gets advantage <laughs> on the goddamn roll. I just need to do something to help somebody out. Here. So many dumb things that you try to do that the game master is still going to require a roll for. And that's where I think um, that comes again down to how it's being run. Sometimes you, you can't get away from it because the game master goes, well, you still need to make a roll. All right, fine. I think that's, that's a different discussion. Because I want to stay focused on the players. I think by trying to do that stuff, though, is a way to try to find some fun in the failure. Some systems, as you said very correctly, I think, um, make failure more fun. And I think another thing to do is um, Zibashi talks about this in one of his, uh, um, he does the animated spellbook stuff on YouTube. He talks about the, it's uh, kind of leaning into the bad mm. and just like, just, literally laughing at yourself or like, going, oh my God, I can't hit. I charge in anyway. Dude, your dice are cold. Don't care. I'm the fighter. Uh, all right. I uh, just, I hope the cleric's back there to just give me a swat on the ass because, because I'm going to need some healing spells. I can't hit for nothing. Right. And, um, and sometimes you can, you can actually build an entire character's persona on the fact that I can't roll dice. 
you could do you could lean into it that way. <laughs> yeah. Wise. Yeah, you can become the laughing stock of your party anytime you doesn't want. Doesn't have to be the laughing stock. You could be the guy who decides to like, look, I just my job is to take the damage so everybody else could take the bad guy down. I, my job isn't to dish out damage. I stand here, I swing and I miss. That's fine, but I have 87 fucking hit points. The rest of you have 20. So I hold the fire giant off while the rest of you drop him. Fine by me. I just trap the motherfucker right here. He can't leave because I'm on top of him. I would do probably all out defense. Yeah. And that's where I'm talking about. What do you do? All out defense. Not going to do That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where your character sheet doesn't always have all the answers because not every character sheet has all the different combat options, full defensive, flanking, help mechanics, blah, 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 all that stuff in it. Um, Last time I looked at a uh, Savage World sheet, it didn't tell you exactly how you could spend all your bennies, who you could give them to, when you could use them. Um, uh, The Fate Accelerated game, the Dresden Files game, that character sheet did not tell me, you know, hey, here's all the different ways you could do this, that, and the other thing to try to give advantage to people or improve your die rolls in some way or improve somebody else's die rolls, right? So that's why I think sometimes... Some of the language we can use for the to the game master and or the players around us is like, look, I, my dice suck. Is there any way that I could give an advantage of some kind or give a bonus to Eileen's character? Can I help Ange out? Can I help Harrigan if I do something to give him a bonus while he attacks the dragon? Or I just need to hold off the guard while so-and-so hacks the terminal so we can get past the you know magnetic lock. Can I, I, I don't even need to kill these guys. Is there something I can do just to give him a boost? You know, just so we can get through here faster. What is there something mechanically I can do? And um, when I've had players ask me that question with those types of words, that's often brought to mind like, oh, yeah, there's a help mechanic in this game, right? Because <laughs> there's mechanics that we don't always use. And um, I've actually gone and I've told people before, like, we well, can always grapple him. Oh, fuck yeah, I'll fucking grapple him. Because it yeah, stops a, a certain... It's a post-strength it check. It's a post-strength <laughs> check, yeah. But at the end of it, like, you could do minimal damage. It's not that big a deal. It's CMD versus, like, if you're playing first edition Pathfinder, yeah. CMD versus CMB. If yours is better, stronger. It, it's an option. It's just a different thing to do to provide things for pe- to uh, for folks to have. That's where, like, your utility spellcasters and stuff, too. Um. One of the reasons why a buddy of mine likes to play wizards versus sorcerers is because he likes the utility of it. So when he tries to cast a fireball, he pulls out his D6s, D8s, whatever he's doing, and he rolls 8 or 10 instead of 25 or 50, right? He's rolling for shit. He goes, fuck this, detect traps. (laughs) Screw this, I heal you. Fuck this, I do that. He wants a litany of different things to choose from, right? Because the utilitarian stuff in his spell book or memorized or whatever mechanics you're using, it, it just gives them something else to do if the dice aren't working. And honestly, I, I like the idea of <laughs> in my first edition games, one of the, the fun things to do, too, is that if you play a spellcaster, you don't have a lot of attacking to do. And a lot of the die rolls on the, the person has to make. I cast a spell. Do they make their saving throw? They rely on Brett's shitty dice to make the saving throw. Got a pretty good chance, <laughs> you know, of doing something. 
But I think there's um. Have you ever gotten to a shop where your 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 dice are just fucking cold and you decide, you know what, I'm gonna lean into, I'm gonna enjoy the failure. Just happens. I'm yeah. having a bad night. I have, and as long as it's not, you know, two hours of combat, I think I'm I'm usually okay with the the rash of failure, the unending failures. But um, it has never gotten to the point where I'm like, I've given up. To, you know, or, that's or good. Try, that's I, good. I tried. You know, I, have, I'm have like, you seen, I've seen people do that. Have you seen people do that at the table where they just fucking shut down? Well, I, I miss. I, I miss. I've had. I had I a have, guy. I've seen it too. Go, yeah, I fucking miss. Yeah, dude, you didn't roll. I can't fucking roll. There, just yeah. like I literally <laughs> watch a guy swat his die across the floor. See, I fucking missed. It's, I'm like, I've seen the, Jeff grow up, you. Grow up, you baby. Yeah, I've seen Jeff do that, man. It's, uh you know, but it's. Probably doesn't help when I'm laughing at him every freaking time, too. Well, anyways, <laughs> some of these folks are are our friends we've known for a very yeah. long time. Kind of go, really, really? That's that's what we're going to do tonight. You're gonna throw your dice at me. It's not my fault. You can't roll. But I, I, uh, I've not. I will. I will keep rolling with the punches and try to, and I'll just keep rolling the dice and see seeing what has happened. Going forward, I would probably do what you were talking about you know buffs are fine assisting is fine i would probably go into more um terrain base to just start you know i throw a table between here and there i throw this chair i love that stuff man. this person and that person i sneak stuff. around sneak around sneak around sneak around and let me ask you whatever. this man if if you're having a bad dice day and brett decides how i'm gonna do my caster's gonna buff the fuck out of sean because I want to help him out. Do you? Does that make you mad? If I'm rolling crappy. If you're rolling crappy, and the reason I ask is, let me give it. A, a, I've had people say it's a waste. Like, don't waste exactly. it on me. Yeah, don't waste I, it on me. I've had people say, don't yeah. waste it on me. I can't roll. I'm like, and I'm like, it's kind of tantamount to like flipping the table and throwing your books out in the snow type of thing. Like, what? Really? Really? I guess you know. it depends on how low I'm rolling. Like if I'm if I cannot, I've had nights where I have not rolled above a five, you know, on a d twenty, and it's like, dude, I've seen I've seen you do that actually. Yeah, it's just I, I've literally seen it. you do that. Yeah, yeah you're terrible. Yeah. It's just like forget about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's not. It's it's something I could come over if I wasn't in a bad mood that day. It probably mm -hmm. wouldn't bother me much. But I think if I had a crappy day and my dice end up pissing me off, and I'm playing like pass fail, then then it's probably going to exacerbate issues, um, the issue. But going forward, I think you know. And frankly, I mean, I'm not playing five e, and so, so and I'm running. I was, yeah, I was I was going to say there's um, hmm. I don't roll a lot of what? dice in Forbidden Lands. True, enough. like almost zero. One of the uh, one of the fun things about um, running games, right, is that if you've got a bad night and the players are like kicking ass, that's fun. It's very fun for a lot of people involved because I personally do not give a shit. Right, like oh my god, I can't roll above a sixteen tonight. Oh, I can't, I can't fuck. I didn't hit anybody in the last five combats. This Why are players in Forbidden Lands? They're, I mean, Harrigan had a rash of failing. Phil had a rash of you know, mm -hmm. everybody's sucked one night at least right maybe yeah. maybe not kevin's because <laughs> he seems to be steady eddie but 
Everybody else has had off nights. The problem, you know, the thing is with with that system and that game specific, they don't. It's it's not a big deal to them because it's an interesting failure. I think one of the um, we last couple episodes, you and I talked about like, hey, because I had this theory in my head. You know, like I said, learning new stuff about you, even after seven plus years of being your friend here, yeah, and gaming and theories and stuff. I, I think one of the the best things. I'll, I'll break my own rule here and talk Game Master for a second. I think one of the best things a Game Master can do is the the fail-forward components that you and I have talked about. Some of those, um, you know, no but. Yes, you fail, however, or granting those, hey, Sean's character flipped the big oaken table up, slammed the door in the person's face, dropped cow traps on the floor, threw pots and pans at somebody, just handing out those um, those bonuses, those bennies, that inspiration, giving those types of things, allowing for that role-playing aspect. You and I have talked about this off and on for years now, literally years. Um, I think that's one of the best bolt-on things that you can do as a game master. But the only <laughs> thing is that there's games that don't they don't natively support it. Yes, you yeah, can yeah, do it. You can do it. You can still do it. You and the reason I'm it. saying it, but not many, everybody wants it. Not everybody Doc wants is to never going to let games. me. F- I don't think Doc will never let that fly with me. And I say this because I think with some of those, some of those games, and I hate to bang on D and D because I think it's a fine game, but it is a I different think, game. I think that is a in Dungeons and Dragons. In my read of it, that is a. I'll just say it. I think that is a. Failure of Doc in this specific in this specific case, I would say it to his face. It's a failure on your side to not allow the creativity, because there is enough nuance within that rule set around inspiration and other components. There is enough nuance there that you could let something happen. Sure, but I think There's Doc. N- I mean, and, and I'm only putting Doc on the spot because I've run for him, and his game mm-hmm. is, of choice usually is five e. Or whatever. But, you know, there's plenty, I think in, here we go. If you're a 5e <laughs> D&D lover, Sean at GamingNBS.com. <laughs> he hates you. I and, think and that you a lot of DMs that run D&D and not only, but I think when they run that game and you fail, you fail. That's it. End of discussion. I think by giving you any more than that then that's shorting the result of failing like you know what i'm saying it there's this weird thing like i think so, it, it sometimes it comes down to adversarial gming like us versus them or him or her us yeah. versus him or her and so when you roll the die and there's a target number of 15 i'm sitting there and i'm like ah, i got it written down right here this is what they need to hit oh 14 is that it no others? No pluses? Nothing? Oh, yep, yep, you missed. So there is, there's different components of, there's hit or miss, there, ambiguity in combat, whether I, whether I do damage with my sword or not, is different than do I do something creative to give advantage or pluses or get a bonus of some kind. Oh, I swing. And I agree. Like, and I think that's, and yes. that's what I'm talking about. And that's where we as players, when I'm failing, I try to add as much flourish as I can to what I'm doing. Like, look, I want to try. I'll, I'll waste this entire round. 
I've said this before in, in a 5e game. I will waste this entire round doing a, a flourish of like martial arts master sword flippy Bruce Lee nunchuck bullshit just to try to dazzle him for a minute. Now, granted, in Pathfinder, I think there's actually a feat for that. Um, but I've I've said those were that type of thing before. Now, I, I can't quote myself verbatim, but you know, hey, I will waste this whole round or set myself up for a bonus next round. And the people who have run for me have go, all right, you want to waste this whole round just to get a plus two next round? Good for you. Yeah, there's, damn right. I, do. I have done. Now a, again, I think yeah, this tough. is this is where the art of the game mastering comes into place, and I think one of the things that we as players, when we're leaning into this and we're having fun, if the game master asks us for stars and wishes, and they want to ask blah 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 blah. One of the feedback loops that we can help with when our when our dice suck on a regular basis, Brett, Sean, you know, raise our hands. We both suck at this. One of the pieces I would tell that game master is like, look. I like playing D&D with you all. I like having a good time. My dice are terrible, as you well know. I would like more fail-forward options. I would like the ability for my my cool role-playing stuff that everybody gets a kick out of, everybody's having fun with, and the group goes, oh, yeah, wouldn't that be cool? I'd like you to at least grant you know, inspiration to somebody. Or do something in that case. I think that's that's another that's a type of feedback that as players, there's ways to provide that feedback. You know, that could be uh, that that would be more um, well received, perhaps, than other ways. Saying, "Hey, douchebag, you're being a dick," right? That's not necessarily <laughs> the best way to go. But um, it, and because the reason I'm saying all this, Sean, is because the answer of well, you just should play games that. That is a very trite answer in my book and doesn't, that's cute. I have five friends I love playing games with. We have a really good time. I just have really bad luck with dice. Well, so I should, I should make everybody stop playing the game they all love just for me. That feels very selfish sometimes. And I understand that perspective because I've been there, right? I think Not that you can't ask for it, but I think same. that if I were to be in a situation as a player, my dice are real crappy, and I tried to find creative ways to still partake with you know mm-hmm. knowing the dice are crappy, I would probably be more apt to doing things that aren't going to make my characters in- now. And I say this when we're talking about crappy dice, I am all in five E mode, a D twenty. Roll the die, target number, fail, pass. That's it. Like those are the games. So why uh, think about your Delta Green game you ran? They failed a lot of die rolls. You told me they did, and they get checked. They get an incentive, right? Check the box. They get they get it to go up. Doesn't doesn't maybe maybe, but it's maybe it goes up. Did you fail? You're done. You're finished. Done. Yeah, but you still get experience at the end of the session. Not based on your roll. No need to, because that's how the game works. The only way to progress in the uh, Call of Cthulhu basic role playing game is to fail stuff so that you can improve your skill. Correct. That's it. Yes. But what I'm saying though is that regardless, on a percentile system, I've had a 80 percent chance to do something and failed all fucking night long. I made a guy who's an antiquarian in Call of Cthulhu. I did not make any fucking antiquarian based role. 
couldn't but, library use my way out of it. I couldn't read a book. I couldn't fucking find a book. I couldn't, you know, I was lucky I could tell what a book was. Basically, I think the failures in those games, I think <clears throat> failures like that do not bother me. Skill checks. Okay. I failed. Bleh, you know, no big deal. Oh, you know, I think it's, the, I think when it really comes down to is really <clears throat> when it comes for me personally, it'd be combat. Combat is the big one. But if you think old school, well, I shouldn't say old school. Not read the newer version of Call of Cthulhu, but there are plenty of investigative adventures. We've talked about this before, yeah. where if you don't find the data, you're fucked. I rolled a search. You failed. You don't get it. The world Never make it based on a die roll. I, as players who have shitty die rolls, we I'm just telling better. you, I get it. I understand. But if we're going to make allowances as game masters saying, hey, you know what? That clue, the, if you failed here, I'll move the clue. We'll do this. I'll do that. Blah, 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 blah. We've, we've, we've talked about that. Combat's tough, right? Even in Delta Green, you roll the hit and you fucking die. <laughs> you know, this is lethality rating. Clack. You take, um, you know, God, th- this 19 is, points of damage. This dead. is where we'd get into the game. We would be comparing games. For me, Delta Green, I wouldn't want to get in a fight, period. Like, that's just, I don't want Agreed, to. Because that's the deal. In in D and D five E, that's Correct. the deal, man. We're I'm a hero. I'm gonna charge into battle. Yeah. Which and is- and I'm gonna roll my dice. I'm psyched. A one, a two, a three. Mm-hmm. One, two. God, son of a like. This ugh. is where this is where the other component is. I think. 5e is not nearly as newly as like Pathfinder or 3.0 and, and so forth. I'm talking Pathfinder first edition. I do not know second edition at all. Um, in a D&D game, when combat is such a front and center, it's a main part. There's an entire book about monsters because you're supposed to fucking fight it's monsters, right? It's based off a fucking yeah. miniature war game. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, <laughs> it, there's com- combat's a huge part of it. No right. doubt. No doubt about it at all. Um, that's why the help mechanics... Your um, uh, granting um, feats, any feats you have, any bonus you have, spells you can do to help people out. Um, a friend of mine likes to take, um, when we have played 5e, he likes the defender poss- um, fighter component. So even if his dice are cold, if you're within a certain distance of him, boom, he grants disadvantage to the person trying to kill you. Sure. So that person with this bad dice sits right next to the, the wizard. Sure. I can't, I can't do much, right? Because my dice are cold. But bam, that is a free bonus. I just gave that, you know, the horrible troglodyte chieftain got through everybody, came up trying to pound the cleric. No fucking way. You're within five feet of me. Boom, disadvantage, motherfucker. But you missed because disadvantage is big. Or those <clears throat> other those types of abilities, picking things that are are helping, right? I know friends of mine who are who like to play clerics. And in a D&D world, and one of the reasons they like to is because their dice suck. Hmm. Right? Even if they can't hit, it doesn't matter. Their, their utility is through the roof. I'm healing people left, right, and center. I'm turning undead. I'm doing so many dice of damage for this or whatever. Automatic stuff that they have. Right? So yeah, you got to roll to turn undead or you've got to, you know, rolling for healing hit points. But like, oh, shit, sorry, I only gave you five hit points. Well, it's better than nothing. Very few people turn that down. <laughs> like yeah. in the middle of combat, you know? Yeah, but I would 
what I would probably do in those games is specifically like on the sidelines do a bunch of stuff that really doesn't matter whether I pass or fail. Exactly. Is what I would I would look at it. I think the biggest one would be would be combat where it's like dude, I'm not I am a non-factor in this. So I'm going to try to do things that may help in some way shape or form. Or just crawl around on the floor looking for people that have fallen unconscious and make sure I stabilize them so they don't have to roll death saves. Or if, they're bad, or if they're bad guys, I make sure that they don't have to stabilize. Step, step. Right, right. Could I had, draw, had a, yeah. had a buddy of mine, old school, uh, second edition uh, game we were playing ages and ages ago. His character, the way the game master worked it, like right, if you interrupted somebody trying to cast a spell, if, like if you disturbed them in some mm-hmm. way. So his whole thing was he had um, a bag of holding. And within the bag of holding, he had like gravel, tons of gravel, like, just loaded up with it. He reached in and just throw rocks at people just to like pepper the poor spellcaster with stuff. It was a creative thing to do. This is, you know, older school style of play. But that, um, for me, I, I still want to, again, uh, throwing out the play a different game, damn it, type of thing is that whatever game I'm playing, if I want to have fun with this group of people, because I'm, I'm assuming I'm playing with people I like, at the very least, they're friends of mine, I'm having a good time. Like, wow, I'm, I really suck at combat today. That's okay. You know, I'll find some other way to enjoy this game. Um, right. Yes, it, it can be incredibly frustrating when that happens forever and ever, that it can be incredibly frustrating. I totally buy that. Well, and it helps... What I was going to get at, too, is it helps if you're going to do something like that, that even if there isn't a rule that says, hey, improvised weapon is a chair or whatever that is, or, hey, I'm over here. Like, even if I'm like, hey, Mr. Monster, I'm right here, Mr. Monster. Of course, there's going to be a role for, well, do they see you, right? Maybe. Of course, they're going to, yeah, maybe. Maybe, right. Is the role there or not? I would say maybe the role's there, depending on the game master, yep. Hopefully there wouldn't be a role if you're like, roll to notice. Then they're going to roll whether the monster goes after you or not, right? Which is, I guess, okay to some degree. Um, whatever, That I could get over. But if it's like, hey, I'm just going to try to get their attention or I'm going to start throwing stuff at them from a distance and, you know, um, distracting them so that when the fighter gets up there, you know, hopefully the game master the DM gives that person something based on the distraction. But I don't know, man. I just. So for, part of this now is that at the end of the, hmm, I shouldn't say at the end of the day, part of this to me is if you are doing all this stuff or ideas and this stuff, you know, trying to find your fund, look off your character sheet, check your notes, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's a very easy one. Hey, we, we talked to Tybalt. We haven't talked to Eileen's. Uh, NPC yet. We didn't talk to you know Sarah. We got to talk to Tommy. You know that type that of stuff. It, yeah, it's a great guy. It, it's really hard to you could then fail your die roll talking to that person. That yeah, that wouldn't bother whatever. me. Yep, but that's a different. You can do that. I think that's that's cool in a combat environment. In my mind, instead of blaming some of those games and saying this system sucks, blah, blah, blah. There's an adjudication point for almost every game system that is seriously <laughs> there, right? And this is part of the feedback loop. If you if you don't provide feedback to the game master and you don't say, hey, I'm I would have more fun if could we use this, you know, distraction mechanic? Could I use this additional help mechanic? Hey, could we implement the 
flank rule, even though it's like an optional rule because Brett, it would not, give not me. Not every game master is like you, Brett. Every other game master sucks. Is that what you're saying? I, I didn't say that. <laughs> so I guess where I'm going here is that I if the game master. I just think there's a lot of like, game masters that are like rules, man. It's what is this? What are you trying to do? Well, okay, go ahead, whatever. And then it's like back to the rule book. That's fucking dumb. It is dumb. I say, and that's I don't fucking think dumb this yet. <laughs> it just that's dumb. It's terrible. I, I know, man. It's terrible. And if I, I, dude, there's so many bad game masters out there. I can't believe people too. are playing at games tables like that. Oh no, I don't. I, I don't get either. And this is where. <sighs> If you're doing all this cool shit, you're trying to have fun with the failure, blah, blah, blah. You're trying to get bonuses, do stuff, be creative, and so forth. And you're just getting fucking shot down left, right, and center. Why are you there? Right? It's, it, only, if you're it's, not, only, it's my friends, Brent. This is only people I play with. Yeah, I seek counseling. I can't fix that one for you, right? I, you know, it's goofy. I, I get it. You know, we, we could talk about, you know. If you got a shitty game master, what do you do? I, I don't. I don't know. But I agree, though. I look. I, I, I think all, all the things that you said are like, hey, what else can I do? Can I help? Can I assist? Can I distract? Can I throw stuff in front of them? Those mm-hmm. are all great, great, uh, great things. Absolutely, I agree. I, I yep. hope. My hope is that the game master is as nice as and, and the spirit is you, Brett. That says, hey, yeah, you know, you're having. Dude, a bad you've night, done it. You've let this, me you do it. That. You've run D and D for me, man, and we've had I've had bad dice days. And I, I laugh at you and you. say, "Ha ha, you, you, you suck, it's, it's, sorry, to sucker." Yeah, uh, you know, I quit drinking until that point. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's that's crass. That's, um, I think the other the other thing here now is that if you're out there, you're listening, you're like, "Wow, well, I'm not a player. The fuck do I care?" From a game master perspective, though, it's not like have pity, but listen to this stuff. From a raw player's perspective, I can tell you right now. As a game master, if you've got somebody whose randomizers are terrible for them, but they they like every other part of the game. They love playing in the Forgotten Realms. They're having fun with D&D. They like playing Shadowrun. They're having a good time with this. They just they love Call of Cthulhu, but they can't fucking roll percentiles. You know, They just are terrible at dice or whatever your randomizer is. It's not a have pity moment. This is a how are you going to help that person have fun at the table, right? Other players, we can coach each other up and say, hey, yeah, that sounds great. That's a really cool idea. Yeah, Sean, I think you should get a bonus for that. You know, we can we can do that stuff. I think as game masters, though, what I would ask people to do is to be open to that stuff. Yes. Right? If they're not now, literally think about it and say, what harm does it do? Because Sean isn't doing 1d10 plus 5 damage anyway. Motherfucker can't hit the giant. <laughs> Why can't he just give an extra plus 2 to the other fighter? What? Where is the harm in that? Well, Sean then that fighter's successful. got plus nine to hit. That's what the problem oh, yeah. is. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Sean feels like he's doing something useful. That fighter's crushing trying. all my guys already. Do you want to give him another plus two? Damn, Brett. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Again, you know. <laughs> I think you get where I'm going, though, dude. <laughs> I all do. Right. I do, and I think you're right. I think it's a kind of a no-brainer with some of this stuff. And, you know, there's fail forward. There's... Making things interesting on a failure. It's doing things that... But as a player, I, I honestly think, man, you, we've got to try it when... My desk go bad. It's very easy for me to just... Depressed is too strong a term, but just get bummed out. Like, fuck. Yeah. I can't roll. This sucks. This game is terrible. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just a bad night or a yeah. bad day or whatever yeah. is happening. And um, if I could pull myself out of it by trying to be creative and find other ways to accomplish tasks, 
then I'm like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm kind of in the groove. And that's where I think game masters listening to that type of idea should be like, wow, this person's trying to have fun. Yes. At the table with everybody else. For the love of all that's holy, do not crush that. Right. Don't do that. Right. And um, I think that is, again, in, in, if the game master is ever asking for advice or not advice, excuse me, feedback from the group is to say, I'm trying to be creative and you're crushing my soul. <laughs> right? I'm trying to be creative. I'm trying to use some other mechanics. My dice are cold. Can you please, you know, it can be a hard conversation, but it might be worth it. So anyway, I think we've hit terminal repeat on this one, Sean. So I think if anybody out there is listening and says, hey, I too have shit dice or I've got a player who's got bad dice at the table or a buddy of mine, she's got horrible dice. How do how are people dealing with it when your randomizers are failing you? And um, I frankly like, well, play a different game again. Interesting. Very trite answer. What's the what's actually being done is the game master, uh, even from a game master perspective, when you see that happening. Are you implementing fail forward rules? Are you are you looking at something? Are you trying to find the you, you see the person trying to have a good time? Do you have tips or tricks to try to help people out here? So anyway, let us know what you think. We're good, man. We're good, man. Awesome. Let's get to die roll. It's a pretty it's a pretty deep one this week. Is it? No. Die roll two to four miscellaneous points. Game and a geekery you want to share with you this week. I've got uh we've got one. And uh let's see. Uh, I wanted to put this out there because it's been under my radar for a little while. The Wachner House Crypt. This is by our own Phil McClory. Really? God yeah, damn. he's in my Forbidden Lands game, that sneaky devil. I don't know if I ever knew he put this out there. Well, goddamn, Phil. Damn it, Phil. He's not even in the chat now. He wandered off to play a game or something. So you could find this on DMs Guild that uh, it's a kind of an add-on for Curse of Strahd. So it's um, builds on yeah. events described in St. Andrew's Feast, which is in Chapter 5 of the Curse of nice. Strahd adventure. So um, a new monster, a new map, a new location, the graveyard. So if you haven't run Curse of Strahd, here you go. If you haven't gotten that far into Curse of Strahd, here you go. If you're thinking about running it down the road, here you go. It's a good looking thing, man. Yeah. Awesome. So give Phil some love. Damn, Phil. Well done, sir. Yeah, awesome. Phil. So that's all we had for this week in gaming and BS. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks for everybody that joined us in the chat for recording this live on YouTube Live. We record every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Time U.S. If you want to join us. If not, you can find the audio flagship show at your audio podcatcher of choice. If you do find this on YouTube, give us a little like and subscribe. We really, really appreciate that's the thing to do. Just want to give you a friendly reminder. Other than that, man, that's all I got. Brett, what about you, bruh? I think that's about it, man. Next week, we're going to talk about running multiple NPCs. Um, so that came up uh, from one of our other listener feedback pieces. We're going to talk about that. You know, when you've got your player characters run into the bar and you've got 10 NPCs to play. You've got five different people at the, in the King's Chamber. Oh, shit, there's six royal guards at the spaceport. Christ, how am I going to? So 
talk about how Sean does it, how I do it, and uh, maybe there's some wisdom there. Or maybe there's some really bad ideas you can all comment on later, but that's what we're going to talk about. So that's a good one because I've, I've run into having NPCs join the party, and then I run into them running into other NPCs at Eden's, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're just a royal pain in the butt to keep track of. And It can be. Yeah. That'll be a good one. I like, yep. I like that one. Brent. It's a damn good one. I'm pretty right. looking forward to it. Well, for Gaming and BS, I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night and good game and all. This episode of Gaming and BS produced with help from the following BSers. Joe Swick, Old School DM, Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Eric Jeppesen, Andy Hall, Chris Steele, Remy Bilodeau, Jason Hobbs, Mark Tasaka, Mirko Froelich, Pure Mongrel, Brett Pazinski, Brandon Barnes, Eileen Barnes, Dan LaValle, C.W. Mellencamp, Victor Wyatt, Craig Huber, Roger Brasslett, Stephen Dragonspawn, Jared Rasher, Ray Otis, Todd Crapper, Jim Fitzpatrick, Old Scoozer Roleplaying, Christopher Lang, Curtis Takahashi, Larry Howell, Ron Bishop, Mark Richman, Chad Glayman, Sky, Craig, Howard Bishop, Josh Wallace, Corey Welch, Angus, Eric Salzweedle, George Sedgwick, Robert Nemeth, Brian Kurtz, Laramie Wall, Eric Avia, Andy Olson, Jeff Seifer, John Kayward, Corey Gonzalez, Maurice, Nile Diamond, Aaron Ralia. <gasps> Jeff Goad, Aaron Coleman, Brian Rumble, Rich Wishon, David F. Baylog, Harrigan, Melissa Bashinsky, H.N. or Henry, Colcago, Eric Tavola, Hoos Carl, Ghost GM, Mike Hess Jr., Rory Weston, Jim Ingram, Daniel Garrett, Eric Frankhouse Presents, Phil McClory, Adam Grote, John, Jay Plata, Ed Nyes, The Duke in Purple, Isaiah Aries, Christian, Larry Hollis, AWOL Trooper, Craig Shipman, Todd Sharp, Orcus Dorcas, Chris Shore, Michael O'Holland, Wayne Peacock, Mike Coleman, Miniature Master, Kevin Keneally, Zagrave, Vornak, Farty McButterpants, Andrew Lear, Craig Chunglo, Eric Lunsford, Ty Prunty, Feeling Good Lewis, Ziga Pradzik, Nick Westbrook, John Mahoney, Crystal Eggstead, and Zalea. Hey, make sure you head over to gamingandbs.com forward slash bsercon. Register for a badge. Takes place January 28th to the 30th, I think. Event submission is still open, but will be closing soon in January. I forgot the date off the top of my head. Isn't that awesome? So make sure if you're going to run a game, head over to that URL and it'll tell you the date there. And then event registration will open up for people that want to play games. Then you can register to play with some other BSers. It's fantastic. Some games being offered are going to be Dungeon Crawl Classics, Four or Five Torches Deep, Savage Worlds, Deadlands. Oh, man, the list goes on and on. Go ahead, check it out. GamingNBS.com forward slash BSercon. Thanks, BSers. This has been a Litterbox Studio production. production.